I want to just take a few moments to share uh, on a, a theme. I, I, so today we're just focusing on faith. So this morning I shared um, in, in, the, in the current climate and uh, the sense of fear and foreboding that is, you know, it can be almost quite suffocating. So in the, into that climate, uh, the, the, so this morning we looked at faith is the antidote to fear. And that was something I shared this morning. So tonight I want to just ask, uh, uh, here we go, put that one there. Ask you a question. Is Jesus in your boat? And we're going to look at uh, Mark chapter 4. So if you have a Bible, you might like to turn to Mark 4. It's not going to come up on the screen. But uh, uh, you can listen if you prefer to your heart's content. Or if you've got a tablet or on your phone, then turn to Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. For some, it may be a very well-known story, a very um, well-known event. But I just want to just um, have a look at this just for a moment or two and, and look at the theme of building faith. Um, in the midst of a storm. And that's what we're going to do. You can log on to our church. What we're saying is it it may come to a point, at the moment we're looking as a church to continue meeting. We don't know how that will develop with with, um, guidelines, but in all the guidance, we're a church that want to follow all of the, be wise, be prudent, follow all the guidance that we, and so we're seeking to do that in everything that we do. If you see that the church is open and we're still doing things, it's not because we just don't care. We're doing it within all the guidelines and guidance. Um, but the, it, if it comes to a point that we can't meet publicly, we are looking at, at, at things like um, doing certain things electronically. So you'll be able to hear and see. We're thinking about streaming, so you can actually, not that you want to see anyone, but you know, you can actually not just, you, you, you know, so our Facebook page is going to be quite important and we'll update our website for certain things as well. So um, ask someone to help you and show you if you're not sure what to do. There'll be somebody that would love to just support and help you. So if you've got access to a computer or if you've got a friend that's got an access to a computer, ask them to look at it for you, okay? Um, I do do realize that not everyone does, but it will be helpful. It will be helpful. And even if we have to do like a prayer gathering, it can be done. It can be done. It could be done using uh, like a FaceTime style. We'll think about doing some of those type of things maybe if we need to. So we're not going to, we don't want to see anyone isolated. We look, Andrew and I look into text or ring people. If we can't visit, we will be looking to text and ring. And between us, we'll try and text and ring as many people as we can. But please, you do the same. Let's, one of the things that Andrew said this morning was, um, at a time like this, let's not retreat, but let's reach out. Uh, prayerfully and prudently. We've got to be prudent. We've got to... Go, so I had people this morning saying, look, you know, in a few weeks' time, irrespective of what the government say, I'm not going to be around. I need to protect my health. And so we've said we absolutely um, support anybody that feels that they can't come and gather, even if we can gather. We really do support anyone. But... Um, so, but we, we feel that it's good if we don't retreat. We at least ring somebody up. I'm sure that you're already doing that. I'm sure that you are. But you text somebody. And uh, yeah, we, we, we take some shopping and leave it outside their door or something like that. Some toilet rolls might be handy. If you want. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew said he could do with a few toilet rolls outside his door. The toilet roll fairy would be very helpful at the moment. Yeah. So, you know... Um, but uh, so, so, you know, it's some of those things, isn't it, at, at, you know, at this time? Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. In reading from the NIV, it reads like this. Um, that day evening came, and he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Verse 36. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. 
There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Because they'd seen a lot of his amazing things that he'd been doing, you see. Been with him some time. They were terrified and asked each other. They didn't realize, did they? Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Even the wind and the waves obey him. I, I, I quite like... There's a paraphrase called the message. Let me, indulge me just for a moment if I can read you. The message is very interesting. So the NIV, we're going to use the NIV as our basic text to to look at this evening. But the message reads like this. And it's really, really interesting. I really love it. It says, late that day, the the same reading, but from the message paraphrase. Late that day, he said to them, let's go across to the other side. They took him in the boat as he was. Other boats came along. A huge storm came up. Waves poured into the boat, threatening to sink it. And Jesus was in the stern, his head on a pillow, sleeping. They roused him, saying, Teacher, is it nothing to you that we're going to drown? Awake now, he told the wind, to pipe down and said to the sea, Quiet, settle down. The wind ran out of breath. The sea became smooth as glass. Jesus reprimanded the disciples. Why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith at all? They were in absolute awe, staggered. Who is this anyway, they asked. Wind and sea at his beck and call. Wind and sea at his beck and call. I like the way he says, he told the wind to pipe down and said to the sea, quiet, settle down. The wind ran out of breath. How can the wind run out of breath? You know, tornadoes, look at the damage, that storms. Look at some of the storms that we've had, which is small compared to what's going on other places of the world. It says the wind ran out of breath because Jesus stifled it. Jesus stifled his breath. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. So uh, that's what we're going to look at. So uh, Jesus calms a storm. But I want to ask you the question, is Jesus in your boat? You know, um, a storm can be rising, and, and yet you've seen it maybe you know, on the news. You've watched Sky News or the BBC News, and the news reporters in the Bahamas, and the sea's beautiful, and the palm trees are lovely, and the skies are blue, and yet they're saying, Hurricane Gertrude's on the way, or whatever it is, and it's only a few hours away, and yet it looks so calm. And sometimes in life, we, we go about our life, and all of a sudden, woof, there's a storm. And, you know, we're tucking into our Christmas dinner not that long ago, it's a few months ago. It seems like eternity now, doesn't it? And here we are now in the middle of a storm or on the, on the fringes of a storm. Or a storm is, is not just rising. A storm is coming, coming the way of the nations, isn't it? And it's, 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 like, it's like it's eerie, isn't it? It's, there's something, you know, when you see a calm and then you see a storm coming, there's something, and, and it's foreboding and it's building and it's frightening. And, and in the nations and, and, and on TV and in the media, there's something eerie. And, and, and they show you photos of St. Peter's Square, empty. You know, um, Venice, empty. Uh, you know, the Taj Mahal, 
empty and everyone's, you know, locked up inside and you, you think, you know, what, what's happening? And it, it's, it's frightening. A storm is, the clouds are coming and, and it's, it's that sort of feel. And it's into that, that, that this story is sort of, that's the feel. And, you know, for us at the moment, it's a virus. It's a worldwide virus that is, that is sudden. A storm, the thing about storms is that they're sudden. They surprise and they're seemingly unstoppable. There's something um, impending and unstoppable about all that's brewing. And, and of course that feeds and, and stirs and it causes us to... You're probably feeling fearful even me describing it right now. I am feeling a bit. But uh, it, it, there's something un, almost unstoppable about it. But is it? Is it unstoppable? You know, for us at the moment, it's a virus. So there's a couple of things. Um, there's four things I want to just sort of um, suggest from this passage, just for a moment or two. Um, first thing is this, uh, we see. It, it says the disciples start out with Jesus in the boat. Look at this. Um, that day when evening came, he said to the disciples, let's go over the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they, they took him along just as he was in the boat. The disciples start out on their journey with Jesus in the boat. That's so important for you and I. That is not lost on me. I don't know about you. It's, just, it's, it's in the account. It's part of the account. But this is so important for life. Your life is a boat. We're in a boat. We're, your life is a boat. You know, We're on a journey and, and your family, your home, your livelihood... Who you are. We need to be in the boat with Jesus. And Jesus needs to be in the boat. You, you probably say, well, I know that. I'm a Christian. I know. But there's, there's, there's more to it than that. But that's just incredibly important. You know, um, and for you and I, we need to make sure that, that, that we're, we're with Jesus. Not, not, not that Jesus is with us, but we are with him. And uh, he's in, he's in the boat. We're in the boat together. Um, we don't just, you know, run off and listen to this and do that and go here and, and start rowing over there. <laughs> and you think, oh dear me, it's bad over there, so don't panic, we'll we're row back over here. And, and before you know it, we're rowing back over there. And, and uh, you, know, you know, the disciples, they, they, that's what they started doing all of that. But Jesus has, needs to be in your boat for your life, your marriage, our home, our work, our, our, our nation. You know, the big boat, the big... Our, the, the, we need we need him you know it's, it's, it's sad that it's at a time like this we think we really do need you Lord but we need him when it's going good blue skies and life is going great and, and you're, you're planning your holiday and you're going off to wherever we, we, we need Jesus is Jesus in your boat are you in the boat with him your plans your life um, it's so important isn't it it's just so and it's it, and this is with the disciples now um so we need to make sure that Jesus is in the boat. Yeah, you know, with Jesus, there is direction and destiny. He says to them, let's go over to the other side. Not the dark side, not Darth Vader, not that other side. That He's talking about, he's got destiny and direction. And you need Jesus in the boat of your life for destiny and direction. Because sometimes in our life, storms will come that seem to blow us off course. But Jesus has a course for you and me. It's to the other side. There's, you have, he has a destiny for you and me and for you and each one of us. There's a destiny and a direction and a destination in God. And it's not, it, it, obviously, it's, it's with him. 
to be with him forever in eternity, an eternity with him. We, we know, heaven and earth, all things new. I understand that's, that's absolutely right. But also here on this earth, there's destiny and direction. It's not just waiting until the Lord comes or, or we're taken to be with him. It's right here, right now. There's also destiny and direction and we just need that. And so he says, we're going to go to the other side. Now, this is important because we know if, if you begin to know that God's calling you, you know, you're with him, he's with you, you, you can, and you know you have some sort of sense of direction and destiny and purpose, you will get knocked off course, but you'll get back on course to get back. This is vital. I would say this is, and it's not lost on me in the, in the storyline there. It says, let's go over to the other side. Jesus was in, you know, we, 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 I would say, suggest this to you. Without Jesus, there's a danger that we won't have di- full destiny and direction. You can follow all sorts of directions, but they could lead you up the garden path or down a blind alley or lead you to be shipwrecked. Um, so it, it's, it, it, it's sort of something really simple in the text there, but I, I just think it has much more significance. It definitely will when it comes to the storm. Let me tell you, when it comes to the storm, this will be a life saver and a life changer. Knowing that he, you are with him, he is with you, he is calling you, he has a purpose for you. You may not think it's a big grand design, but you, you, know, you want him in your life, in your family, in your marriage, at your work, in, in, in your retirement, in, in, in your day to day. You just want to live for his glory, you're living for him, then you have destiny and purpose. That's what I'm saying. You have a direction, he's going to take you, take you to where he wants you to be. And nothing, nothing can stand in the way of that. And nothing did, even in this storm. They got to the other side. This is ultimately. We can look back on it now. It's easy for us. They experienced all this. So, but in the scheme of God. So it's incredibly important that Jesus is in the boat, that, that we're hearing that we, we've got a destiny and a direction with him. Because when the storm comes, it will seek to knock us off course. And you might, you know, the virus isn't the only storm. You, there are, you know, I'm talking to people, I'm visiting and speaking to people. And there's lots of stuff going on in life. This is a big Huge cloud that's, um, that's, that's amongst us. But there's loads of stuff going off in people's lives. Sto- other storms and squalls that are taking, knocking us off direction in him. So it's so important. Second thing I want to say is this. So that's verse 36. It's found in verse, verse 37. Verse 37, it says, A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that they were nearly swamped. It, th- there's... There's something in the text there that shows you this. Storms can be sometimes sudden, surprising, and unstoppable. It says a squall came up. This was a violent storm. Uh, it was so violent and so sudden that uh, you, you find in life at times, so, some, some storms seem to like hijack us uh, to the point where you feel like you're going under. And some of you tonight might be feeling that already. I understand that. I might not feel that what you're going through, but I understand that. Because storms can surprise. They can be sudden like this one. They can appear unstoppable. And, and, and this, this was so surprising, so sudden, and so unstoppable, and, and so worrying that it was coming over the boat that seasoned fishermen, these, these, were, these were guys with calluses on their hands, pulling in huge fish. They, they, were, they were tough. These were tough guys. 
You know, I'm not a tough guy. I've got soft hands. Uh, I, I, I do. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a, uh, I was an electronics engineer before I came into pastoring. And so, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't, um, I'm not putting myself down, but I'm not, I, I do a bit of manual labor, cut the lawn and stuff and get a few blisters. <laughs> These were tough guys. Strong. Psychologically tough to the weather and life. They knew these waters. They, 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 they'd done this many a time. It was so sudden, it was so surprising, it was so violent that it shook them. Even them. And there's stuff in our lives that will shake us. No matter how long you've been a Christian or, or how new you are, it, it, that's not the point. There's, this, this stuff sometimes can panic. It panicked ease of even seasoned fishermen on, on this, this day. And sometimes life storms can be like that. Health. Your personal health, your finance, your family, something at work. You know, there's all sorts of things. And, and there's all this stuff with the virus at, the, at this time. And, it, it, and it, can, it, can, it can be so, that sudden, surprising, unstoppable panic, panic season sort of feeling. Um, you see, something that fear, fear does something. Fear starves faith and feeds panic. Now, my Ellen... She's not here, so I can talk about her again tonight. This is not going to be anything bad about her, but she loves to burn scented candles, you know, like Yankee candles. She loves these not scented candles, as in Om, other, other gods and things like that. Yankee candles, <laughs> these nice smelling uh, cinnamon and something or else in it. Cinnamon and apple, I think it's her favorite one. I don't know what it is. But uh, when you put the lid on, it stops it, obviously, the, it, you know, you blow it out, but it doesn't smolder. It goes out. Fear puts a lid on faith. Snuffs out faith. Panic and fear. It's not, we was, I, listen, you can listen to the message this morning. I'm being honest. I've been fearful at times, even as a Christian, being fearful and feeling fear coming up. It starts to put a lid on your faith, doesn't it? Let's, be, let's all be honest. You know, sometimes the, you know, the sickness, the, the virus, the, you know, the, the big cloud, the, it's begin, the fear stifles. And so um, this is what was happening to these, 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 these great guys, these great men. You know, fear began to starve. Their, it, beca- it feeds panic. Uh, faith needs to be fed. We'll look at that in a moment or two. But faith, we need to feed our faith. And at a time such as this, we, we, we need to have been feeding our faith. But if you haven't been doing that, we can feed our faith. That's the good news. That's the good news. Um, so faith needs to be fed. We gotta, we gotta, if we feed our faith, we can starve fear. That's the other side of the coin. If we feed our faith, we can begin to starve fear. We can put a lid on the fear. Isn't that amazing? Anxiety and panic and, and some of these things will begin to diminish. But it's not wrong to be fearful, by the way. And, and, and at times we will even maybe get a little bit panicky, but we can put a lid on it as we begin to feed faith. And we'll look at that in a moment because Jesus... Conquers all. So yeah, so the storm. So so this is what we see. So the second thing is, it, 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 so we got to we fear can sometimes we just got to recognise that uh, the the initial sense. Um, this is why Paul says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in you know prayer, you know pres, you know present your request to God with prayer and thanksgiving, all types of prayer, and the peace of God will guard your heart." Paul understood what it is to feed faith uh, and to starve the fear and the anxiety. And he gives a lot of spiritual and practical advice. And he, he shares that all throughout his letters to the churches. 
they lived in very fearful times, the early Christians. So it, it, it's important, isn't it? Third thing, so, so yeah, so, you know, storm can surprise, it, it can panic, and, and if we're not careful, um, fear will stifle our, our faith, put a lid on it. So we've just got to be aware of that. We'll look at that in a moment, as we, in a moment or two. The third thing, uh, there's just four things that we're going to look at. The third thing is this, um, and uh, we, we see this. A furious squall came, and in verse 38, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. I mean, he's sleeping on a cushion. And this, this is not a little rocking around the boat. This is, this is um, they're sinking. This is, this is the, ever been th- everyone being almost thrown off. And they're hanging on for dear life and climbing back in. And he's, 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 Jesus is sleeping on a cushion. This is, this is an incredible picture. Mark is an interesting writer. He writes very starkly. He, he writes in a very um, straightforward fashion, but it's very stark. This is quite amazing. It, the, the, there's all this panic and pandemonium going on. Absolute. It's absolutely you know, like the end of the world. And Jesus is sleeping on a cushion in the stern of the boat. And... They, the disciples arouse him, wake him, and, and, and say, Teacher, teacher, don't you care if we drown? And, and then he gets up and rebukes the storm. Uh, be, be still, be quiet. And the wind died down and was completely calm. Um, Jesus can be found at the center of a storm. This is really interesting. In the midst of a storm even, even in the midst of your pain, your angst, your deep anxiety, if it's deep depression, uh, absolute blind panic, if we can they're, they're, be encouraged, he can be found in the midst of a storm if he's in the boat. That's the key, if he's in the boat. And it's, it, he's asleep. He's asleep. Nothing, I was, this, is, this is interesting. Nothing surprises panics or outresources god nothing this is a picture this is this in this story we see something remarkable about the person and character of god jesus is fully god and fully man remember remember he's fully god and fully man and in this him being asleep while absolute pandemonium is going on this is the bleak this is the stark picture right the picture is this, that nothing, this is the nature of God, the character of God here. Be encouraged. Nothing surprises, panics, or outresources or outstretches God. God cannot be outresourced, cannot be outstretched. He has limitless, infinite um, power and ability and unction. And um, this is, and, 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 and he's, he's unhurried. He's, 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 asleep, he's, he's asleep, but he's unhurried. He's, he's not taken by, he's not surprised. He didn't panic. He's not out-resourced. It's interesting. We, we, we looked at this this morning in Ephesians. Paul says um, that, that God can do more and Jesus can do more than we can ask or imagine in our wildest dreams. That was something we were sharing and looking at this morning. Paul says this to the Ephesian church. You know, when you pray, God can do more than we can ask, imagine, even in our wildest dreams. He writes to the Ephesian believers, saying to them, be encouraged. Uh, it's because he, he, he's not surprised. He doesn't panic. He's not out-resourced. 
God has infinite ability, power. Uh, he never, uh, he, he, he's got this ability to, to do all that he can. Um, so this is, a, this is a, I would say, this, this to me, as I've looked at this, is an incredible picture of something called the sovereignty of God, the rule of God. A sovereign, I mean, we, we find it, our queen is a sovereign of our nation. I suppose a head of state and in, in, in many ways a figurehead. I don't mean that disrespectfully. But historically, the, the, the king or the queen had absolute power. Absolute, we don't understand that fully when we talk about sovereign now. But absolute power. Not only were they given it, they had it. Life and death was in the power of their tongue. And um, God is the sovereign of the universe, the king. Jesus is referred to as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. God is sovereign. God is ruler. God is not stretched, surpassed. He, he, he is Lord of all. He's Lord of the storm. He's Lord of any virus. He's Lord of all. He's the sovereign. I, I mentioned this this morning, but I'm going to quote it tonight because there's quite a lot of people here tonight that weren't here this morning. Uh, John, a man called John Piper said this in the light of what we're looking at right now. He said, the presence of hope in the invisible sovereignty of God drives out fear. The presence of hope in the invincible sovereignty of God drives out fear. God has invincible sovereignty. Nothing can stop him. We, we sing a, a, a song uh, uh, from Hill Songs. Your love is relentless. Because it's all based on the grace and sovereignty of God. Uh, God pursues invincibly. He carries on his, his, his will invincibly. His all sovereign power. All power is his. It's something we, we don't fully understand. We think that human beings are invincible. We're not. We're finding that in the face of a virus, we're not invincible. We're, and, and to the elements of, 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 of this earth, we're not invincible. But God has invincible sovereignty. And we see this when Jesus is asleep. He's not panicked. He's unhurried. He, he, he's not out-resourced. He's not outstripped because he awakens to, to speak into the storm. And just to encourage ourselves. And so this same God is the God of then, he's the God of today. He's the God in the midst of the storm that is now forming and, and beginning to reign on the nations at this time. So the disciples then come. So there he is in the midst, if we look at this. And the disciples come to him and... Um, they they plead with him. They 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 they, they rouse him, and and say, you know, don't you know, don't don't you care? Can't you help us? Can't you do something about this? And the disciples' call awakens Jesus. Uh, I would say it's in verse thirty-eight. We see that there in verse thirty-eight. Um, the disciples woke him and said to him, "Teacher, don't you care if we drown?" Um, uh, I would say that it, it's it's so important for us to pray. I'm sure you know that as a believer, you would say, you know, but in the midst of, of, of not just a storm, but it's, it, to, Andrew was saying about our, the boiler room prayer, we, we've set the period of Lent as an opportunity on Tuesday mornings, early, uh, an hour in the, in the mornings to pray, and in, and in life groups and across the life of church. But it, when they seek Jesus and rouse him, um, 
I think prayer doesn't wake God up because he's fast asleep in the sense, but prayer rouses his passion. Prayer rouses God's love and grace. There's something about the hearts of human beings, his creation, in loving abandon that rouses the passion of God. And I think I'm, I'm understanding that maybe a bit more now. And at a time like, such as this, it's maybe a time for the church to, to arouse its passion and pray. Maybe. Maybe. I, I think if this doesn't get us, it doesn't arouse us. I'm not sure what will, if I'm, if I'm honest, really. But I, I think it's so important to pray today, not to wake God up, but to appeal to his heart, to, 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 to appeal to his love, to appeal to his passion. It seems to rouse the passionate love that God has for his creation, the passionate love that he has for the bride of Christ, his church. You know, he so loved the world that he gave his one and only. He still so loves the world. He ain't given up. I know that, you know, human beings, we, we have sinned, we have fallen short, the glory of God, I understand that. But we can always repent. He calls us to repent. He calls us to return. He, and if we do that, and, 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 and so by, through prayer we come and we, we, we say, we need you, Lord, forgive us, Lord, we, we're calling upon you. I, and so the disciples come to him. And, and so with that, that Jesus, Jesus stands and, and it's the presence of Jesus and the power of his word that brings peace. He stands and he speaks and commands a storm. But Jesus is in the boat. And it's the presence of Jesus, the power of his word, that brought them peace. It's it's pretty straightforward, simple stuff, isn't it, really? It's stuff we all know. But it's something just to tell my soul. You know, we say, it is well with my soul. It's we're singing to our soul. You know, the old hymn, it's well with my soul. We're singing to our soul. We're singing to the principalities and powers, declaring to myself and the nations, to my own spirit and my own heart when I, when I waver. And, and, and there's something in, in, in that we to tell ourselves that it's the presence of Jesus and the power of his word that brings peace. True, heart, lasting, eternal peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And so he addresses the storm. And so when he addresses the storm, um, uh, uh, a number of Bible commentators say this, he addresses the storm in a similar way to how he addressed um, a number of people when they were demonized. He uses a similar language in the original languages uh, and, uh, where he says, quiet, be stilled, peace. And he says the same thing to a number of people when they're demonized. And he speaks to the demon, a demonic spirit, and says, quiet, be stilled, peace, muzzled. And he says the same thing to a storm. It's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's quite spectacular. How he, so, so isn't it interesting uh, uh, that uh, demons know the name of Jesus? And, uh, and let me tell you, nature, what we call would be called nature, storms know the name of Jesus. And I said this this morning, I, I sort of believe and think that this virus, the coronavirus, knows the name of Jesus. I sort of think, I don't know, maybe, maybe I don't care if other people say I'm wrong, but I, that's what I think anyway. I just sort of feel that and I think that, that and, and, and Jesus can speak. <laughs> My words probably don't count for too much, but his words count for everything. His words count for everything, don't they? His words count for everything. And so, 
You know, uh, it's the presence of Jesus and the power of his word. And, 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 and it's having him in our hearts and lives. And it's calling upon him. And it's him presencing himself. And then he speaks prophetically into your heart, my life, and into our nation. So important. So important. And so we need to voyage with Jesus. And he must be in the boat of, of our life. You know, in your ma- speaking into your marriage. Speaking into your personal health, uh, speaking into our relationships, speaking into our church, speaking into our town, speaking into our nation, you know, speaking into uh, government and uh, uh, speaking to this virus. Je- Je- Jesus can speak. It's what Jesus says that counts. Finally, last point, number four, uh, uh, as we look as, as, this, as this account begins to unfold and how we need, we need, we need to be in the boat. Jesus needs to be in our boat. It's amazing when he is. You can see, so you can see what happens when he's in the boat, when he's in the boat of your life. It's awesome. Uh, final thing is this, and I said it a bit earlier, but we'll, we'll need to feed faith to starve fear. Look at verse 40. It says, so Jesus rebuked, rebuked, rebuked the wind, and in verse 40 we read this. It's, and it says there was complete calm. I like the so the message says the wind ran out of breath. Oof. Amazing, isn't it? There was this instant calm. Good, good, good. Quite an interesting um, paraphrase there um, at that point. And it, it, that's the sort of picture. It just goes. Um, verse forty. He said to his disciples, "Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith?" Because they were awestruck. Now thinking, this is he's not just a teacher. If the wind and the waves obey him, it must be like. Is he God? This is what they were awestruck. Um, we'll need to feed faith to starve fear. And the disciples didn't quite, at that point, fully get who he was. And, uh, you know, where were they in their faith journey? You know, I, I'm not going to point the finger at them. I know what I'm like. Uh, but we've got now in hindsight, we've got this for us so that we can learn. We've got the whole story in front of us. But uh, intimacy with Jesus, we, 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 need, to, we, we need to have a, a, a walk and a relationship so, so that we know and we, we hear his voice and we know his voice. There are many, many voices shouting at the moment. We need to listen to good advice, obviously. But there's a lot of conspiracy things. If you were to take everything on, on the internet, oh, it's not good. It's not going to feed your faith. I rather, I want to hear what, obviously I need to hear good sound, you know, whatever the proper news is and medical advice, obviously. But I, I need to then, I need to hear the voice. I need to hear, we need to discern the voice of Jesus. To do that, you need, we need to have a relationship. We need to have intimacy. You, I, know, I know you've heard many over the years, again and again, we need intimacy with God, intimacy with God, intimacy with Jesus. But, you know, um, A.W. Tozer said this. I, I love the writing of A.W. Tozer. He's quite an incredible man. He said, my main aim each day is to adore God more than anything else. What a great thought. Just each day, a little bit. I'm not talking about hours and hours and hours. He said this, A.W. Tozer said this, this is intimacy with God. This will build your intimacy with Jesus. This is how, how you'll get to know and hear him more and more. And you'll be able to discern that voice. The voice, the voice. John the Baptist was a voice crying in the wilderness. And there's a lot of voices out here, but Jesus has the voice of all voices. Tozer said, my main aim each day is to adore God 
more than anything else. How brilliant is that? Maybe, if that, I don't know about you, I'll speak for myself, but if that could be my, my main. Just, just today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, each step in the face of what we're, I'm not going to hide my head in the sand. I'm not saying hide your head in the sand. I'm not, I'm not a denier, a climate change denier or, a, <clears throat> you know, the power of a virus denier. I'm not, I, I'm not going to hide my head in the sand. But if I can adore him more and more and more and, and more. You know, it's so important, isn't it? Uh, one last quote. I, I, li- I also like the, uh, the, the writings and teachings of a guy called Francis Chan. And he said this on intimacy. He's a great pastor, uh, really a disciple. His heart is to disciple. And he said this, Our lack of intimacy with Jesus is often due to our refusal to unplug and shut off communication from all others so that we can be alone with him. This is what he said. He said, Our lack of intimacy with Jesus is often due to our refusal to unplug and shut off communication from all others so that we can be alone with him. There maybe need to be a moment in the day when some of the stuff that is being bombarded, just take a moment to close your laptop, switch off the telly. Or just the, you know, I'm not saying all day, every day, but a moment in the day says, I just want to hear you. I think if we can do that, adore him each day, take a moment to hear him, you will. He'll speak to you. Is he in your boat? Is he in your boat? Let's pray. God bless you. So let's feed faith and begin to starve some of that fear. Let's feed faith, begin to starve some of that fear. Perhaps if worship, guys, if you, you could come back as, as I pray, that, that would be great. And we're going to sing to just declare our adoration, our love, and the goodness of God and feed our faith. Heavenly Father, I just, we just come tonight. That I, I'm just so conscious that not only is there the, uh, a, a general atmosphere of... Um, uh, fear and panic uh, in in society and in the nations, and understandably so, I understand that. But but each there'll be people here tonight with different things on their minds. There'll be di- other storms. There, there'll be other other moments in life that that, that are worrying them. There'll be health issues. There, there'll be family relational things going on. There'll be finance. There'll be jobs. There'll be there'll be all sorts of things. Uh, I, I'm I'm really aware that tonight, you know. Some of us will find ourselves in that age demographic or, or the underlying health issues. That, and, and the, the, you know, the, there, there is a sense of concern. Absolutely right and rightly so. So we just come tonight and we bring you our hearts and we bring you our lives. We, we want to pray for those that are in leadership, in, in government, those that would be doctors and nurses and ancillary and care workers and, and the whole care system in our nation. We, we, we pray for law enforcement and social care. You know, tens of thousands of people that were, that were working hard and themselves getting tired and, and would be worried themselves. We, we pray for the very fabric of our society. We, we, we pray, Lord, asking humbly 
that you'd have mercy. And that as a nation, once people of the book, there will be a stirring and a returning to you. We pray for a reviving of the church and an awakening of the nations. A a revival of the church as we seek to call upon you, Father God, and rouse your love and appeal to your heart. And we pray that you you will stir up this spirit of prayer and, and hope and faith to arise in the life of the church. And, and we pray, Father God, that we, as we reach out, whatever way we do that, we'll see miracles of mercy and miracles of grace in the name of Jesus. We pray for an awakening of the nation, an awakening of the nations, particularly in the western areas of the world, that we might come alive to you again, Father, we pray. I pray, Lord, that you'll bring arrest anyone's fears this evening by bringing the peace of your presence into each heart and life. As people go home, you know, some living alone, others with family, I just pray that your presence will be in the boat with you, Lord, the boat of my life. We'll know you. We want to invite you, Jesus, come. Holy Spirit, take my life. This is my life, my livelihood, my family, my home, our church, our nation. We want to be in the boat with you. So, Lord, you know, we just we pray. Be, we want to be in the boat with you. Lord, we just ask you, family, friends and neighbours, we just pray. Holy Spirit, we pray let faith arise. Faith arise, faith arise. Be released in the... The in, your invincible sovereignty to be loosed upon the earth in the name of Jesus for your glory Father for your glory for your glory for your glory Jesus Holy Spirit for your glory shine with your glory we pray in your beautiful name we ask Amen